This afternoon, I'll proclaim to you the Word of God as we find that in Lord's Day 51 of the Heidelberg Catechism. We confess that Word there, and we confess the following from God's Word. What is the fifth petition? Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. That is, for the sake of Christ's blood, do not impute to us, wretched sinners, any of our transgressions, nor the evil which still clings to us. As we also find this evidence of your grace in us, that we are fully determined, wholeheartedly, to forgive our neighbor. So far, our confession. Beloved in the Lord, forgiveness of our sins then this afternoon. That's what we could say, that's what the Lord Jesus himself holds out to us in this petition of the Lord's Prayer. Way back in Lord's Day 21, we already confessed the forgiveness of our sins. Question and answer 56, what do you believe concerning the forgiveness of sins? I believe that God because of Christ's satisfaction, will no more remember my sins nor my sinful nature against which I have to struggle all my life, but will graciously grant me the righteousness of Christ that I may never come into condemnation. So because of Christ, God will no more remember my sins. And then he also grants me the righteousness of Christ. So he not only removes my filthy Close. he also hands me pure white clothes to wear. As, I, as if I had never sinned, that's how you would appear before him. Completely perfect. That's what forgiveness is. And the Lord Jesus calls us to pray for that forgiveness in this petition which he taught us. In other words, he says, that's how my father is now because of what I did for you. He wants to forgive your sins. God is eager to forgive your sins. And that's why he commanded me to teach you to pray for this. And congregation, that petition for forgiveness is medicine for us. Medicine. Because you see, we suffer from an awful sickness, maybe even, well, I could say that it would be worse than Ebola or so. The sickness that we have is one of insensitivity and indifference about our sins. Our sins don't really bother us that much. We don't see them as a huge problem. That's because we don't see them clearly. At the end of the day, we can hardly count our sins. We can hardly talk about the sins we have committed that day. We just don't see them. We can hardly tell. And then the problem is that our Father in Christ longs to forgive our sins, but we don't really want to get rid of them. Sure, we say we've most likely sinned because 
Nobody's perfect. And the thing is then, our sins are no big issue for us. We have no problem living with them, going to bed with them. Even if you did something you knew which wasn't right and your conscience bothers you and you don't feel forgiven, you have to go on in life, don't you? You have to keep going. So you do, and eventually the guilt feelings will kind of wear away. Life goes on, God forgives, but we so often really don't see our need for that forgiveness. Congregation, that's a terrible spiritual illness to be afflicted with, to be that way. But the Lord Jesus, in the fifth petition, gives us medicine for that illness. He taught us to pray, forgive us our debts. And that's the theme for this afternoon, forgive us our debts. And we pay attention to three things in connection with that petition we must pray this in the first place. Secondly, we may pray this. And thirdly, we can pray this petition. So first of all, we must pray for the forgiveness of our sins. Congregation, our Savior obviously wanted us to pray this petition every day. Look at the other petitions. We need them every day, right? Not just occasionally. Think of the previous one. Give us today our daily bread. That's something we obviously have to ask every day. And the following petition, lead us not into temptation. Also something we need to deal with every day and ask our Father's help for on a daily basis. The fifth petition for forgiveness of our debts is then also intended by the Lord to be prayed every day. A daily thing. And notice how this petition is formulated, too, in the catechism version of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts, not forgive us our sins. Forgive us our debts, and that, that's to emphasize the need for this petition. Debts are things you have to get rid of. You can't just keep living on and on and on with debts building up. They, they need to be paid eventually. If you don't pay your bills in your house, eventually the thing is going to catch up with you. The, all the debts are going to catch up with you and you'll be put out in your house. Debts. Because the word sin can easily give us the idea that we made a misstep. That a misstep, you can apologize for that. Sorry, my mistake. And then you go your merry way again. But the word debt shows that this isn't something that you can just say sorry for and then go on your way again. Let's say you had a debt of $1,000 with someone. You can't just say to that person, you don't approach that person and say, sorry, you'll have to forgive me. I just don't have it. And then merrily go your way again. No, debt requires payment. You can't just come up with an, an easy excuse. You can't just talk it away. Well, sins are debts that need to be dealt with, satisfied. You, you withheld something from God. You neglected to do 
something for him. That's debt. And it has to be dealt with. But you yourself can't satisfy that debt. You can't do things over again. Debts mean payment or punishment. Punishment that has to be endured too. God requires our debt because of transgressions to be paid in full. That means a life of perfect obedience now and the endurance of the full punishment for past sins forever. And you realize we can't do that. We'd never get finished with it. We can't do our life over again up to today. And we can't endure the eternity of hell. And that's why the why we're in deep trouble and the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray this fifth petition daily to show us that we can't live with these debts before God. We can't die with them in particular. Then you might ask, do we make debt with God every day? Sometimes at the end of the day, you review that day, you might think, well, I didn't do too bad today. Did I really make any debts with God today? But again, that's how blind and insensitive we are to our own sins. Lord's Day 51 mentions the evil which still clings to us. The original German of Lord's Day 51 spoke about the evil which always clings to us. I think it's a better translation. Sin clings to everything we say, think, do. And so we never give God what is due to him. We never, we can't. He has a right to perfect love, honor, and obedience, thanksgiving, praise, and worship from us every minute of the day. In everything we do. And if we don't do that, we're indebted to him. Even when we sing psalms or read the Bible, even then, the evil still clings to us. We don't do those things fully for God. We have a hard time focusing on him as we should. That's sin. That's debt. Our sinful nature always pulling at us. Never lets us go. We're like, we're like birds that just can't get off the ground because they have 10 pounds hanging on their feet. Bird flaps away, tries to get off the ground, but can't. That's how we are. I can will what is right, but I can't do it because sin clings to me always. Paul writes something similar in Romans 7. And that's why the Lord Jesus teaches us to pray every day again, forgive us our debts. This, this is medicine against insensitivity on our part. The blindness, the shallowness that so easily afflicts us when it comes to our own sins and sinfulness. The Lord Jesus wants to confront us with all of that when he teaches us to pray this petition. He brings us to realize every day how desperately we need to pray from the heart 
Father, forgive all my debts. And not only my debts, the debts of my family, church, our nation. We can't get rid of that debt ourselves, Father. It clings to us. It drags us down always. Forgive again today for the sake of Jesus Christ. Hope you see something of the need for this petition. We come to the second part. We may pray for forgiveness of our debts. In teaching the fifth petition, Christ wants to overcome our insensitivity and blindness to our own sins and sinfulness before God then. However, at some or other time in our life, we can run into a different issue. It can be that we've committed certain sins in the past that kind of haunt us and, and or presently stuck in certain sins. And that those sins become such a burden to us that we can't accept really that those sins can also be forgiven just for the asking. In fact, we don't even dare to ask for forgiveness of those sins. To ask God specifically to forgive those sins. We kind of generalize, yeah, my sins over there, but these we don't want to mention a bit much for us. We figure that before we come to that, we have to straighten out a few things in our lives first. We need to have something to show before we can ask for forgiveness for those sins. And the problem is then the same as with the first point. The Lord wants to forgive, but we're not asking him for it. We're avoiding that in this case. Jesus gives us medicine for that too. He teaches us to simply ask for that forgiveness. He says, when you pray, forgive us our debts. Say, forgive us our debts. Just forgive. You can ask that. Just, just like that. A few words. Your Father in heaven wants to hear a petition like that. He wants you to ask for that. He loves to forgive all your sins in Christ. He specializes in sin forgiving. So the fifth petition isn't just medicine for unbelief, which doesn't see the need for forgiveness. It's also medicine for weak faith, which doesn't dare to ask for that forgiveness. And you look at your sins and that, you see that, that mass in front of you, you might not dare to ask for that. We have to see our need for that medicine. We have to take it, but we also need to see that we may Take that medicine. Take it. Just pray. Forgive. After all, it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself who taught us to pray for forgiveness of our debts here. And he, he taught that because he gave his blood for our forgiveness. Forgiveness is there for us for the asking because of his blood. As it says at the beginning of answer 126. For the sake of Christ's blood, do not impute or reckon to us our iniquities. That blood, that blood, we mentioned it last week too, that 
that represents the whole life of Jesus from beginning to end. The life that began in the womb of the Virgin Mary by the operation of the Holy Spirit and which ended on the cross on Golgotha with his last breath. It is finished. Well, that life was perfectly and fully obedient from the beginning right to the end. From the moment of conception to the moment of death, that life of Jesus Christ was without sin. And he gave that life, that life blood for us on the cross. He descended into hell there and he died. And so he bore the full punishment for the sins of all his own. The full punishment in love. We can't even fathom how much he loved us. But it was love that motivated him to keep going all the way to the cross, through hellish darkness, through Gethsemane, all the way to the end on the cross. Love for you and me carried him through. He gave his life for yours. Otherwise, you would have suffered eternal death. But he gave it. Well, in that blood, then, there is plentiful, abundant payment for all our debts. Jesus did our lives over in full obedience, and he bore the full punishment which we would have never finished to eternity. His blood, we could say his blood is an ocean of forgiveness, congregation. His blood fully washes away all the sins brought to him. That blood doesn't just reduce our sins or partially lower our debts to God. No, his blood completely wipes away our debt. An ocean of forgiveness. And Jesus himself says to us, go ahead, ask for it. My blood cleanses from all sin. You can throw every sin of yours into that ocean of my blood and it'll disappear forever. So maybe you're of little faith. Maybe you're of little faith, my brother, my sister, and you think that your sin is too much, just too ugly, or I've fallen into it just too many times. But Jesus said, just ask, timid sinner, ask, forgive my debts, and I'll wash them away in that ocean of my blood. But now you might still wonder, but doesn't it depend on faith to receive that forgiveness? Well, yes, it does. For little faith, though, that ocean is high. And then you'll have to push your debts upward to get them in there. For great faith, that ocean is down below there. And you can just let it go and it'll roll into the ocean. So yes, little or great faith, it's there. 
What makes your faith great? Simply listening to Jesus' words. He says, pray like this, forgive us our debts. And maybe, yes, you have to pray that a number of times. Maybe you have to push your sins upward. They bother you. They're great. Think of Psalm 51, which we read earlier on. David asked for forgiveness. I count at least seven, at least ten times, actually. Ten times in Psalm 51. He asked forgiveness. Why? Not because God won't forgive after asking only once and forgiveness has to be asked nine or ten times before he's going to forgive. No, God is eager to forgive. God is eager to forgive. No, that asking over and over is because our weak faith can't always fathom that forgiveness. Faith sometimes needs repeated asking in order for you to comprehend and embrace that forgiveness. Praying for forgiveness of certain sins in your life over and over again, that isn't needed with an eye to God's willingness to forgive, but it is needed with an eye to our faith in that forgiveness. So in teaching us the fifth petition, the Lord Jesus invites timid sinners. Go ahead. Just pray for forgiveness for that awful sin or that habitual sin. And if you still struggle with it, pray again and again. You might still wonder, don't we then as children of God who address God as Father, don't we already have forgiveness of our sins? Of all our sins? Well, in a certain way, we don't. Yes, through faith in Christ, we have peace with God. We've been adopted by God the Father and justified in His Son, signified with the water of baptism, the washing of baptism. And God never takes back those promises that He made at baptism. So from God's side, no doubt, our side is the weak side. For that relationship with God the Father in Christ can be damaged by us. By blatant sins on our part. And as believer, you're going to feel that damage to the relationship then. As David did in Psalm 51. And you want that relationship restored. It's like a relationship between a child and an earthly father. The child did something terribly wrong and the father is very angry with him or her. And then that child feels that. The child doesn't like the feeling. That child wants the relationship to be good again. Wants to feel the love and favor of the father again. Well, it's like that with your father in heaven too. You have a relationship with him. And you don't feel good if you've hurt and upset your father in heaven with your sin. And you feel that 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 relationship is damaged with your father in heaven. Especially when you pray. It stops you from praying as you ought.
You want to feel his face again, though. You want things to be good between you and God again, don't you? You know that feeling, right? I want it to be good. And then you seek his face, and you tell him you're sorry, and you ask for forgiveness. And you can ask it over and over again and again. Think of David, Psalm 51. He confessed his sin to God, and he, he had deep sorrow that he had offended God with his sin. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. He realizes how much he hurt his Father in heaven. And so that's how he pleads for forgiveness. He yearns for that. And that's the thing. Believing covenant children will yearn for the forgiveness of all their sins so that things can be right between them and God again. And so they plead with God time and again to forgive their debts. Like David, they plead, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Brothers and sisters, is praying like that something that you experience in your day-to-day life with God? So we've seen that we need to and that we may pray for forgiveness of our debts. We come to the last part of the sermon this afternoon. We can pray for the forgiveness of our debts. So how do I know I'm a believing and forgiven child of God? Well, the fifth petition shows us in the last part as we also have forgiven our debtors. It shows us that. That shows that my relationship with God is alive and well when I'm also ready to forgive my debtors. After all, that's what the Apostle John writes in his letters too. By this we know that we love God when we also love the brothers. You love the brother, forgive, then you know you love God. That's a testimony that God's Spirit lives in our hearts and lives if we're forgiving people. And that's also why the Lord Jesus said that if you, if you don't forgive your neighbor, then your Father in heaven also cannot forgive you. Your debts. It's no good with your faith. Now, you might think, well, that's pretty, a pretty superficial distinguishing mark for a living relationship with God the Father. As long as I want to forgive my neighbor, then that's evidence that I have a good relationship with God. Well, of course I want to forgive my neighbor. And I hate quarrels. Gladly forgive my neighbor, you might say. Really? Brothers and sisters, Really? What if your child, just, just imagine, a, just an example, what if your child or your husband or your wife died as a result of an accident caused by a drunk driver who had been re- repeatedly warned, fined, license taken away, given back again, and then that person caused an accident in which your child 
your husband or your wife was killed, would you, would you be able to greet that person in a friendly way on the street later on without anger at what he had done? Would you have forgiven that person? See, a, a situation like that can make forgiving as you have been forgiven an extremely difficult thing to do. Someone who has gone through that has said, that's the hardest part of the Lord's Prayer for me to pray. Notice how pastoral our confession is in Lord's Day 51, though. It speaks about being fully determined to forgive our neighbor. Fully determined. All our deeds are stained by sin, also the deed of forgiving somebody else. So the catechism recognizes it can take time, effort, humility to forgive someone else. Maybe even a whole lifetime. So it speaks of being fully determined to forgive. It's evidence of the Spirit of God living in me if I'd like to forgive someone who has wronged me. And I make effort to do that, to forgive. That determination is evidence that I'm a believer. That God's grace, God's forgiveness of my sins is at work in me, changing me. Think of the parable of the unforgiving servant. We read it in Matthew 18. The king forgave that servant a huge debt. 10,000 talents in one shot. And then that same servant went out, came to across a fellow servant who owed him 100 denarii, and he demanded payment or else. Now, 10,000 talents equals around $35 million in today's terms. And 100 denarii is about $50. A huge difference. Of course, Jesus doesn't want to say with that that what others do to us is nothing. No, what somebody can do to someone else here can be very traumatic, devastating, can bring a, a lifetime of pain. Think of abuse. What Jesus does want to teach us is that what we do to God is immensely, immensely worse than anything anyone could ever do to us in comparison. We daily sin against God. How awful the things we do to God must be in the light of Jesus' parable. We deserve eternal imprisonment in hell. But God forgives. He longs to forgive. He's fully determined to forgive. And he forgives when we plead to him in faith. Well, if I really believe and experience that forgiveness from God, would I then not have the full determination in my heart also to forgive my neighbor? 
Real forgiveness, of course, can only take place if someone acknowledges that they have wronged you. And if they ask for that forgiveness, that's how it is, after all, with God. He's fully determined to wholeheartedly forgive our sins against him. But he can only forgive if we confess our sins honestly and plead for forgiveness in faith, be it weak or strong. So the hope is that the person who wronged you will come to you and acknowledge the wrong and ask for your forgiveness. However, even if they don't do that or can't do that because they've passed on, if your relationship with the forgiving Father in heaven is good, you'll still have that forgiving heart. You'll still be fully determined to wholeheartedly forgive your neighbor for the wrongs he or she did to, the, to you, wouldn't you? That's what's emphasized in Lord's Day 51, that determination, that readiness to forgive as you have been forgiven. Evidence of God's grace, a forgiveness at work in you. Thinking about that then, brothers and sisters, are you able to pray that, this whole petition from the heart? Also that you're fully determined to forgive others as God forgives you? If so, that's evidence of God's grace at work in your heart. And that will encourage you in your relationship to God to also keep asking for his forgiveness. You know he forgives you then. That'll assure you that you have a relationship, a living relationship with him, that he will forgive all your sins. So the fifth petition, as Jesus taught us, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That's medicine against lack of assurance or false assurance of faith. That last part especially then shows us the great depth of God's forgiveness too. Forgive 70 times 7, Jesus said, Matthew 18. It's not easy for us even to forgive once. To be determined to forgive once, you know, if somebody asks for that forgiveness. That's not easy already. You try to forgive them a while later. Guess what? They do the same thing. And then you think, okay, that's the second time. I'm keeping score now. And it's becoming harder to forgive. But when it comes to the third or the fourth time, you figure, okay, that's it. That's it now. And especially if it comes to the tenth time, you'd surely say, well, I'm done forgiving now. But you see then what a wonder God's forgiveness is. He forgives completely. Every time we ask again in faith, even if we commit that same sin a hundred times in a day, a thousand times a week, he's ready to forgive 52 weeks a year. God never says, okay, I'm done with forgiving now with you. What a miracle God's forgiving grace in Christ is. What a wonder that blood of Christ is, too. And you see then how wonderful it is that Jesus is the one who taught us to pray this petition. 
every day again, passionately, trustingly. And what a wonder is that through that, he even brings you to the point that you're determined to also forgive 